now sitting at the wave table. Yo, welcome everyone to the wave table episode 28 featuring Shizo. How's it going, man? Uh, it's it's good. It's uh, of course now we have like the time zone difference. So for you, it's like in the <laughs> evening, and I just woke up, but uh, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, time zones are fucking crazy. Like the, the same kind of thing happened with Jack White. Um, I actually recorded his episode only yesterday, but um, for me, it was like. 1 p.m. or something and for him it was like 9 p.m. It's just like <laughs> there's always yeah. there's annoying differences and especially if you're trying to collab with someone it's just not a fun time. <laughs> I mean that it was like the uh, kind of problem we had when we wanted yeah. to Yeah. Yeah well that plus not being able to find the great a great stream uh, screen sharing solution um <laughs> yeah because like it was, i don't know there was some problem with discord so we moved over to skype and then skype wasn't really working either for some reason yeah, uh, then we uh, tried zoom right zoom call yeah <laughs> i think so. I, don't, I don't know why it just wouldn't work um maybe next time <laughs> but yeah since we're uh, already on the topic of collabs um it's a good time to bring up the fact that we actually have a mega collab together. So me, Shizo, and four other producers uh, came together and we had a collab called Caverns, which is an abbreviation of all the names uh, of the people who worked on it. So Crumbling Cloud, Astro Rain, uh, Valken, Vice, uh, N-Type 5, and Shizo. And... I feel like the collab has been getting a really good reception so far. Uh, and I was wondering like what, what you've seen like on your socials or what you, your friends have been saying about it. Uh, the funniest thing about the collab and uh, my personal uh, work on that was like the, um, I asked my friends, okay, listen to it and maybe you can hear out uh, where I did the most um, work on. So yeah. I did the same stuff with my uh, parents and they were like, hmm, maybe they are, maybe not. And uh, yeah, it was like interesting for my friends and uh, family uh, and of course um, other listeners to um, yeah find out why I had my influence and where uh, yeah the other producers um, yeah did their stuff. So it was kind of, yeah... Um, like a guessing game or something. <laughs> yeah. Way. So like, were, were other people actually able to guess which part was like your yeah. drop? That's awesome. <laughs> it's good. I guess it shows that you have like a uh, defined style, which is really good. Um, um, and yeah. yeah. Were there any like specific kind of sounds that you were aiming for when you went into it? Or were you just kind of like letting things flow naturally? Um, well, the intro, I uh, I think I started the uh, Mega Collab with my first intro yeah. uh, idea, and uh, that was um, the bridge of an old track uh, by myself, but I never released it because the whole thing was uh, trash in some time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the bridge was still awesome, so I thought like maybe I want to use that for another uh, song mm. and send it in. So... Um, I had like those those uh, malimba bells or something or kalimba bells um, yeah. for the intro, and then I thought, okay, uh, what about 
having those sweet little uh, bells and turning them into aggressive uh, dubstep. So I yes. thought like sweet and hearts and then <laughs> that, that so was like, like my, my aim for the track. <laughs> so when you say turning the bells into aggressive dubstep, did you actually like resample the bells and then process them in a different way for the drop? Uh, where the, I think the build up, uh, in the track I never released was, uh, yeah, it had like distortion on the belts and, uh, right. fed it out. Uh, yeah, but then on the, uh, Kevin's uh, track, of course, um, I didn't do anything, uh, I didn't do everything. So the build up was made by, who did it again? I forgot. <laughs> I think it was N type five and yeah. a bit of fast so, yeah. as well. So the uh, yeah distortion bells kind of disappeared, but of course that's totally right. fine because Kevin's is awesome. <laughs> I really, yeah, I really really like it. Yeah, man, the <laughs> energy of your drop as well just it hits so fucking hard. Um, you have like a really good drop flow. Like, it, yeah, I, there's kind of surprises, but they all they don't seem to come out of nowhere. It's kind of like all of the elements in your drops kind of lead into one another. Um, and I was wondering if you've got like any tips for people who uh, perhaps struggle with making their drops flow well. Uh, well, what uh, always works for me is like having a screech bass and just putting some uh, one shots above them. So uh, that right. should always work for a second. But uh, <laughs> of course, we have to uh, like um, get into more detail. But uh, having a screech and uh, yeah, one shots or just like a rhythm base uh, about uh, on it. So it's like the the basic thing I uh, start to work on when I have those typical speech bases. Cool. And um, were there any like reference tracks uh, that you kind of learned these techniques from, or um, YouTube guides or whatever? Uh, yeah, I uh, watched a lot of videos on YouTube, but. When it comes to um, yeah, aggressive bases, but um, I think the most influence I had for my tracks was uh, actually Marauder. Yes. Uh, so uh, yeah, the the screech bases are mostly influenced by him, and um, of course I don't want to copy him, but I think yeah. like I really like the aggressive uh, style he has, so uh, I want to try the same, but of course uh, just as an influence, so I don't. Uh, Become Marauder Two or something. <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, you you do go for like the kind of dirty, heavy basses and screechy sounds, as you've mentioned. But at the same time, your mix downs are actually quite clean. But uh, that doesn't take away from the energy at all. Um, I I personally I feel like I have a uh, I struggle with mixing aggressive elements in a clean way whilst also maintaining energy. So like, how do you go about mixing those tracks so that they're just like punching through, but not like destroying your ears? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, the, the first um, track I really uh, mixed on was uh, maybe some months ago. I have a friend who uh, has another friend who raps and they, uh, yeah, make uh, like hip hop together, and uh, he just mixes the uh, the beat with uh, his voice. So, um, yeah, he he uh, like taught me uh, 
how to mix, but of course, hip hop and uh, bass music is totally different. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, I just watched uh, him doing his stuff, and then I copied uh, it on mine, and yeah. Um, so I wouldn't say my mixes are perfect, but uh, uh, um, screech basses, uh, for example. Depends on the bass I made in Serum. When it has a lot of um, sub bass, I mostly um, cut it off. And I really like uh, to have those um, high pitch noises in a screech bass. So the details. And I really like to keep them in. So uh, that's like my uh, secret to uh, do the screech basses by having a lot of details in the high notes, but uh, the bass is cut off and made with another sub base. Cool. So I assume um, when you're learning from that person that they kind of create the, the beat and then they mix it down later, right? Um, uh, yes, they, they buy the tracks, so uh, he just... Ah, uh, yeah. Them, but he doesn't produce. Right. And, like, making the beats. Uh, so do you mix as you go or wait till the end to mix down? Uh, I mostly wait till the end, but... Uh, like when some bass is totally uh, destroying my ears <laughs> during the process, then I uh, kind of try to um, make it safe for my ears till the end. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, you definitely don't want to lose hearing while producing. <laughs> um, so I wanted to jump into one of your solo tracks that you released, I think like one or two months ago, um, and it's called Kick Out. Uh And, you know, a lot of people will, you know, mostly talk about the drop of a track, but I wanted to, you know, go away from that for a second because I found something that really, like, stood out in the build to me. Um, I just felt like the pre-build fills was so energetic and, like, hyped you up so much for the drop and, like almost as important as the drop itself, right? Like you create such a good energy and then like if you have a really good build, it makes the drop just that much better, like that much higher of a release. Um, do you remember what went into creating the build on Kickout? Um, well, the drop existed for like uh, almost a year on my computer, but um, the intro and the build-up was totally different in the first version of it. So um, I showed it to my friends who uh, yeah, taught me how to mix down. And he was like, okay, the drop is awesome, but uh, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I thought like, uh, okay, yeah, he's right. So um, yeah, I have the uh, the, the vocal um, uh, before they kick us out. So I thought like um, the pre-drop vocal um, should also be in the um, yeah build up, so I think that's getting a bit of the hype maybe for the yeah. build up. I think the the pre drop pre drop vocal um, chopped up or edited in the build up. So yeah, uh, of course risers and uh, glitches are also uh, very awesome for my uh, personal use. Um, I yeah yeah okay um, vocals. Um, yeah, and glitches, I think they are maybe hyping up my build-ups. I hope. Yeah. 
like you said, you uh, chopped up the vocal and then later on it kind of plays fully. And that's a really great way to uh, create hype in, and tension in the builds is to kind of take something that's an element from the drop and just like mess with it, make it like kind of more of a low key thing during the build, like more scattered and uh, not fully there and then introduce the full idea later in the drop. I also, uh, yeah, rise up the uh, BPM of kickouts just to mess around, of course, because, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, who doesn't buy produce music to make some uh, stupid uh, things with the project? <laughs> but uh, I think I raised it up to uh, like 220 BPM. And Jesus. it sounded like it was uh, a house, a really nice house beat or something. I, I don't know, <laughs> but, uh, but it really could work as a VIP version of it. So maybe in the future, the AP version of KitKat, I don't know. Yeah, that actually <laughs> reminds me, um, I was streaming a few weeks ago and just listening to some of my own music because of the Twitch copyright bullshit. Um, and after the stream, I went through uh, and through the VOD um, just to find like some snippets to post on social media and stuff. But I was I was listening on double speed just to get through it quicker. And actually like most of my tunes actually still pre hit pretty yes. fucking hard on double speed. <laughs> it's really awesome. I don't know why, but uh, like, I mean, 220 BPM when I think about it, starting a song on it, I, uh, I think like, what the fuck, that will never work. But when you, yeah, put on a song and make it double speed or... Uh, 100 BPM on top yeah. of it. It still works somehow. I don't know why. <laughs> I feel like that's something that dubstep producers could do to kind of give their songs uh, an extra life is to, you know, when they release a single, also release like a second track that's just the same tune, but like double speed. And maybe like, maybe it's not just exactly the same. Maybe you have to like slow down the build but then double speed the drop and then like duplicate the drop so that it's yeah. actually long enough. <laughs> it's like, like a nightcore remix of... Uh, yeah, <laughs> that'd be so cool. Like I'm actually considering doing that. <laughs> um, so we've already touched on this a tad with um, how you said you layer bases, like short shooters over the top of sustains. Um, but I wanted to kind of dive deeper into the sound design uh your sustain bases i think i've complimented you on this before and you were like yeah. what the fuck I, don't, I didn't think my sustain bases were that great but okay uh, <laughs> um but yeah if you'd like to elaborate for us like how you go about creating your sustain bases that'd be sick uh yeah sure um i started my whole sound design by uh, using presets because first of all I am a lazy person <laughs> but uh, um, yeah I, the first presets came from YouTube tutorials and of course free presets and the title and stuff but they uh, I think now I wouldn't use them again because they're not uh, that good uh, that uh, uh, hyped or something but uh, then I discovered Splice and um <laughs> I think um, using Splice for getting into sound design by uh, using, for example, Nasco uh, um, or Virtuarite or all the other presets uh, on Splice are pretty good to get into it. Yeah. And yeah, I 
think I started with uh, like Screech bases from um, YouTube and always used them. And uh, then I also understood how to use Serum. And so I got into it. And um, yeah, now I just have like presets version 100 of it. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's my preset, but when you would like uh, look in the presets, 100 days ago or something, it would be like, okay, it's from Virtual Right or something, or another preset uh, pack on Splice or YouTube. So, um, yeah. I think so working that... with presets is fine, but uh, of course, when you want to hit your own sound, you have to like create your own wavetables and stuff. So, yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. You said like you might be on version 100 of a preset or something. Does that mean like every time you start a track, you kind of use the same preset, but you change it a little bit and then save it as a new version? Mm, yeah, not always, but uh, I think sometimes I have like the same preset in another song and then I think like, okay, I really can't use the same uh, <laughs> sound again, but uh, then just, uh, for example... Uh, changing the wavetable or um, I don't know a, a different sound distortion and it has a huge huge impact on it so uh, sometimes just changing the distortion uh, section in Serum also works for yeah. uh, a new track if you want to be lazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah man it's, it's crazy how much of a change uh, distortion makes in the character of a sound um, so you currently you're focusing mostly on dubstep, but in the past you've produced like I went through your SoundCloud and you've got like some hard style. I think there's a bass house track. Um, I think some of like sections of your songs have like side trance sections, uh, and I think you had an alias before Shizer, right? Yeah, uh, it was Rix and um, like R I C Z. And uh, I focused on almost every genre I liked uh, during that um, time. So I have like pop music, uh, Latin, dubstep, um, UK, uh, hardcore, happy hardcore something. I don't know <laughs> I the, the genre name. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, stuff like that. So uh, I, I've tried to um, use Shizo for another uh, dive in into uh, yeah, focusing on some more bass music uh, style, but uh, I also still like to uh, produce like pop music or something, but it stays on my computer for now. <laughs> cool. I'll, I'll, I'll check out that um, other alias one day because I'm really curious to uh, hear what you made before dubstep. Um, though there are a few little things on your SoundCloud, such as like your Ariana remix, remix uh, which has like small hard style sections, which I thought was really dope. Um, and you've also got like that bass house collab with Oddly, uh, gave me some like Jaws and Knife Party vibes. And yeah, it's really cool to like get that uh, grittiness, like, but at a faster tempo. I love that shit as well. Yeah, about the Ariana Grande remix, I was really scared to release it because I thought like, okay, one minute and it's taken down because of copyright. <laughs> but nothing happened. I don't know why. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm glad about it because the remix is, I think it's quite good. But uh, looking at it from my uh, level 
at the moment, I would say, okay, the mixdown uh, is still trash. But uh, I mean, who doesn't uh, think like that about songs when you wait yeah. like six months or something? Especially the, when you are in your first beginnings of producing music, then you are like, okay, one month ago my mixdown was good, and now it's trash. <laughs> I think uh, when it comes to older songs. Uh, the ones that I put more effort into mixing are the ones that sound worse. Like, because they're just too, they've got too much EQ and too much compression. And they just sound yeah. like, <laughs> they basically sound like they're coming through a radio or something. Yeah, my uh, old songs, I have like my, um, I don't know, the, the, uh, what's it called in English? Where you, uh, you save your songs on or your projects. It's uh, like a flash drive. Oh, Maybe hard drive. Hard drive, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have like, I don't know, 100 projects on it. And they are also from like two, uh, 2017. And when I open them and just uh, want to hear uh, what I've done uh, before, my uh, yeah songs are always clipping in red all the time. So <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I've done, but <laughs> it's always oh, like, uh, okay, diving into cringe moments. <laughs> so i guess um you've improved a lot since then obviously um yeah. but everyone is always still able to improve like you never we're never gonna achieve a state where we're just absolutely perfect at music production yeah. um so I was wondering, like, if you could think of one thing that you had to improve on, what would it be? Um, yeah, first of all, um, making presets, uh, not sounding uh, like the preset anymore. So I was like, okay, I can't, uh, I don't want to use um, others' presets and um, make them as my sounds. So uh, yeah, presets, uh, maybe the mix down, of course. Yeah. But um, also, for me, it was like important to have um, a better alias because um, Riggs was, um, I mean, it's a catchy name. It just has have, uh, four letters, but Shizo, um, I just wanted to have a new, um, as I said, uh, like step in bass music. So I think switching the alias is not needed, but for me, it was like, okay, new, uh, new beginning and having my changes in presets or um mix downs uh, at a new level and being on that and just improving on it because when you compare my first tracks on rigs to my last tracks on rigs it's like a huge difference <laughs> but uh, when you uh, compare my first tracks on shizo and my latest tracks on shizo they are like okay almost the same so right cool um my <laughs> i'm actually gonna disagree that Rix is more catchy than Shizer. I think like the two syllables actually makes it more catchy. And the yeah, fact uh, that it's like got the ring of the O at the end, it's like great. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I think like Rix is, uh, it's not like um, long name. So that was a, what, what that was what I wanted to say. But uh, yeah, Shizo is like, it's also uh, in German, you would say Shizo. Oh, okay. So it's also catchy, uh, catchy in uh, German, but I also like the, uh, English pronunciation because um, I think uh, staying at Shizo and not Shizo was because uh, Frankie Nuts um, 
reviewed my uh, unreleased Renegade track. Ah, oh, sick. And uh, he pronounced it like, okay, here we have Shizo. So I was like, okay, that sounds better than Shizo. So now I say <laughs> yeah, Shizo kind of sounds like the sh- dog, like Shizu dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh, on the topic of like having a catchy name and that, um, one of your songs, Bliss Shards, actually has a tag in it where I think you say this is Shizo or something like that. Um, and I yeah, was wondering... Uh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, okay, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it's uh, not my voice. It's from uh, a friend I have in Canada, an internet friend. And she uh, has a boyfriend and I um, asked her to just uh, say uh it's fucking shizo or something or uh like that and an audio and uh, she didn't do it but uh her boyfriend <laughs> so uh i thought like okay that also sounds sick so uh yeah i have like my name tag made from a dude in canada <laughs> yeah i was wondering like why why don't you do that on more tracks uh i could do that to be honest <laughs> I think it, uh, it's it's still on my uh, laptop and not on my computer, but okay, like um, yeah, taking it on my computer isn't the hardest thing to do. But, but yeah, why not? I think it's it's cool to have a name tag. Yeah, it like it really helps people identify with the song, and uh, it makes it more catchy as well. Like the fucking Marauder VIP thing is like, yeah. oh, I love it. And then you got fucking Virus Syndicate. <laughs> Just like, yeah, I love it. Yeah, Marauder and Virtual Right and uh, yeah, always have like, I think Virtual Right has like uh, R-I-O-T and those. Oh, like, yeah, crush, true. Uh, think, uh, thingy stuff and uh, Marauder has like, uh, he has so many, uh, yeah, not name tags, but uh, those um, vocals he always uses and you know like, okay, that's Marauder. Yeah, yeah, so like it's not saying his name, but it's definitely yeah. Marauder. <laughs> um, and then another thing I noticed, like that kind of just brings a bit more personality to your tracks, I guess, is just meme references. Like uh, you got like the gnomed meme, uh, Minecraft Let's Play uh, memes. Uh, was there anything like... Why do you put these in your track? Is it just kind of like to show a side of you or to help like gain listeners who identify with those memes? Uh, yeah, first of all, I really like uh, watching memes all day on Instagram. So uh, <laughs> maybe that's an influence, but uh, I also like um, the endings of Jack Hughes sounds because yeah. they, uh, Skrillex and Diplo, they. Um, then when they end a song, they are like having voice messages or something uh, where they are in the city or something. And I really like that. So I thought like, okay, uh, having the end of the track uh, made into like something totally different you don't expect from being in a song uh, would like also catch the listener to the last uh, seconds of a track. Yeah. So uh, combining that with memes, which are of course funny and uh, yeah, I thought like, okay, that would be a nice idea. So I also have like one old track on Riggs, which is about uh, um, 
what is it called? Honey, I think. Like, uh, it's like a meme where someone uh, just shouts, uh, bees give me honey, and I uh, <laughs> ample that into a dubstep track. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you know, I feel like people sometimes take themselves too seriously. Like, it's dubstep. Like, you can't take it <laughs> that seriously. <laughs> like, it's okay to put memes in your shit. Just like, as long as it's not going to get you copyright striked or something, do it. Yeah. <laughs> I really like how uh, Bandless or Barely Alive uh, use that for their songs. Because I think Barely Alive uh, often use um, like the Gnome song, uh, Gnome sounds, or they even, I think they sampled uh, uh, Greta Thunberg into a track in Spice Wait, Future. One? Oh. Uh, Greta Thunberg from uh, Sweden or th- something. It's like uh, a girl which is uh, fighting for uh, what is called nature and stuff. So she said, I'm... like, uh, yeah, our future won't be good and stuff. So oh, okay. Like this and stuff. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, oh, fuck, what was he going to say? Yeah, there's also uh, like Meme Graveyard by Bandles which was like one of my favorite songs just because of all the memes. Uh, um, but yeah, let's like wind it back for a second and not let's not try to dive down the meme rabbit hole too much because it is a uh, music podcast after all. Um, so on For You, I really loved the vocal processing and chopping. Uh, first of all, shout out to... Uh, for you like I love that track so please if you're watching this go listen to it um, but I was wondering if there's any like specific plugins or uh, perhaps reverbs you used to get that kind of very small room tone uh, I think the reverb for example on the uh, the vocal is the stock plugin in FL Studio it's actually uh, a surprisingly good stock reverb yeah. But uh, I bought Valhalla some days ago. So Hell I'm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, but uh, I think, the, for example, the vocals in For You, they are pretty basic when you would like uh, yeah, watch uh, or look into my um, project. So it's not like that kind of magic, but uh, maybe with all the other stuff uh, around the vocal chops or the vocal itself, it sounds like, okay, it's something more special. Yeah, so I think like when you have something basic and a lot of it's around yeah. it, so it makes it sound like it would be something magical, but uh, then it's basic. So yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like somehow, just the interaction between yeah. all the elements just creates like it's almost like there's an additional element that you hear when it's everything together. Um, what did you buy all the Valhalla plugins, or which ones did you buy? Uh, just Valhalla Reverb for now. <laughs> but which one? Because there's like multiple. Oh, oh uh, I wait. I didn't even know there were uh, more. Uh, I think like uh, probably room. I'd assume or yeah, plate. room. No, r- room. I think it's room. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's like the most versatile one in my opinion. Like you can just slap that on anything and it'll sound fucking great. <laughs> I didn't even know they have like uh, so it's like Valhalla and then Reverb or Room or Delay or something. 
Yeah, they've oh. got uh, Valhalla Room, Valhalla Plate, Shimmer, uh, okay. uh, Vintage Verb, okay, <laughs> U- Uber Mod or something, Uber Delay, Delay. <laughs> they got heaps, like just all of the reverb and delay that you could ever want. But at the same time, I'm a huge... Uh, prop- is that the right word? Uh, I really support uh, Fab Filter Pro R. That's a really great reverb and uh, very versatile. Um, but yeah, it seems like with your alias Shizo, you had a really clear vision right from the start. Like like you've been saying with your old alias, you kind of like just experimenting with all these different sounds. And now with Shizo, you're just going pretty much just dubstep. Um was was there a thought process like were you spending months in advance like planning out all this stuff for Shizo or did you kind of just say fuck it I'm going to start a new alias for dubstep uh yeah it was like um fuck it I will start another alias because <laughs> uh, I had like a bunch of unreleased tracks on uh, rigs yeah and uh I thought like okay they are pretty good compared to the other stuff on rigs and thought like what about um creating a new alias and releasing them as like uh, the new level of uh, the basic stuff of mm. Shizo maybe. So uh, I think uh, creating Shizo took maybe one or two weeks. I uh, thought about the name and then I asked my friend to create a, um, a logo. So yeah, maybe one week and then I was like, okay, goodbye, Briggs. <laughs> were you worried about like losing your followers or anything because i i know a lot of people think about that when they start a new alias uh i actually uh just changed my name on social oh okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i guess that's a I, good I, way I to go about it. yeah um but yeah speaking of followers it's i think it's a real shame that you don't have more of a following like um is there anything more that you feel like you could be doing to kind of get your name out there into the world? Uh, yeah, I, to be honest, I don't really know how to promote your uh, own music, but I also feel like um, I want to reach better level on having uh, my tracks on Mixdown or sound design, right? And then uh, getting like its attention I want. So um, it's like a combination of I don't know how and. I'm not totally f- uh, fine with my own tracks at the moment. <laughs> so, yeah, I think um, those two. Well, from an outsider perspective, I personally think that you should be like trying to get your stuff heard more because it sounds like it's on a professional level to me. Like it, it you know, it's it's never going to be perfect, but it sounds like it's there. You know. Um, Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, I'll just suggest like. Submit hub, um, you know, uh, I'm not sure how much it's realistically gonna get your name out there, but it's pretty cheap and it's just like a little bit of a boost on social medias and stuff. Um, and then there's also repost chains. Uh, I think we've DM'd about repost chains. Did you look into them at all? Uh, I think not yet. Uh, you also showed me like uh, label radar or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I have to like uh, dive into those things, uh, but uh, I 
didn't do it yet. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, well, for anyone that doesn't know, um, repost chains are basically just a group of people where like you sign up and then whenever you release a track, uh, you give them the link and everyone that's in the group will automatically repost your track on SoundCloud. So um, basically like the point I'm at, I'm in a few different chains. So whenever I release a track, it's pretty much guaranteed like three to 400 plays just from repost chains, which I don't know, it may sound like scummy or cheap or something, I don't know, but I it's just really depressing to like get less than a hundred plays on tracks, so I think it really helps. Um yeah, and it's actually gotten me quite a few people that have, you know, come out and said like like come out in support of my stuff and they wouldn't have found me if it wasn't for the repost chains. Yeah, I think like uh, using those uh, methods to promote your music is totally fine because, uh, of course, nothing will hap uh, happen if you don't do anything. So, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I think like uh, using repost chains or uh, other methods are totally fine. So I don't think it's, uh, yeah. Exactly. I think like the only one that I would speak against is like paying for Spotify playlisting. Because I think that can actually get you banned from Spotify. <laughs> but um, there's like know that, uh, that exists. Yeah. Oh, it's a big thing. It's a massive business, dude. You should see the yeah. amount that people charge for fucking Spotify uh, playlisting. <laughs> it is crazy. Um, but yeah, there's like there's actually a bunch of free Spotify playlists. Um. I actually need to do some more delving and researching into that because I know there's like heaps that I could be submitting to, but it's just a bit hard to find the contact information for the people no. that run the playlists. <laughs> um, but also like starting your own playlist is a really good uh, way to get your name out there because you can uh, start a playlist and then you could be like, I know, let's just say hard aggressive dubstep and then you put your tune at the top of the playlist and then you include like a bunch of other people like marauder and shit and people will actually like because your stuff does sound professional people won't be like what the fuck is this shit they'll just yeah. be like oh who's this cool guy i haven't heard of you know they have like my uh, own huge uh, playlist on spotify and uh I think it's it takes like ten days to listen to all the tracks. It's like, Jesus. With, uh, like three thousand or four thousand songs or something. Uh, or yeah, so it would be like a playlist with uh, all the bass music producers and also my songs or for example yours. Uh, but uh, I think I don't expect people to download uh, ten days of just one playlist or something. <laughs> Wait, do but, people uh, yeah. actually download playlists off Spotify? Uh, I have my playlist downloaded. I just, uh, I think it takes like 35 uh, gigabytes just for one playlist. Holy on shit. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. insane. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> I, uh, I don't download my the songs off Spotify. Like, uh, I think I've got it set to only download songs that I like save or something. I'm not sure. But um yeah, man, I don't know. My my Spotify is like 
eight gigs of data on my phone and I already think that's too big. <laughs> I just have like an uh, extra card just for Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um so and I guess the last thing I wanted to bring up with promoting your music is like uh, a site called Repost Exchange which is like really cool it's just like if you repost something you get credits and then you can use those credits to get other people to repost your stuff so you know I think all these things combined to some people it might sound scummy and stuff but really it's just like the next level of advertising because yeah if you put money to get an ad out there, how is that really any different to this, right? It's like, this is essentially just the line between social media and advertising. And I think that like, if you have a problem with this, if anyone out there has a problem with these ways of promoting, I really compel you to like, have another think about it and perhaps like try to recategorize it in your mind because it's really worth uh, investing the time and m a bit of money and researching like some hours researching all of these things uh, just to try to get your music out there and get heard more. And yeah, that's uh, pretty much what I wanted to say in regards to progression yeah. and stuff. <laughs> I agree with that. But I, I never tried yet like those repost chains, but uh, chains, but definitely uh, it's uh, i think it's worth it because yeah if you uh, have those credits or uh, money of course money is like something different but uh, yeah. <laughs> I think when, when you compare it uh, it's like okay you have those credits or just money to promote your music in the future so yeah, man. why not <laughs> <laughs> have you um seen the alex episode alex bashel i think that's how you say it um episode 26 of the wave table yet uh not yet i uh watch most of them but uh i like to keep them for like uh when i play video games on my main screen i, I have, feel like, that uh, my screen and uh, watching like your podcast or other hell stuff. yeah <laughs> i do the same thing uh yeah with other podcasts and stuff um but yeah, definitely like recommend like when you watch that one, maybe just have like an, a notepad open that you can alt tab out to uh, and just type some shit down because he had some really good tips on like promoting, um, like getting plays up on Spotify and like uh, kind of building a business around music. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I think it's really, uh, really good to focus on that one. Um, okay. We'll try <laughs> <laughs> so tell me uh what's up next for Shizer? like have you got any uh juicy releases planned yet um i have like two ideas uh ideas i um have to f finish i also have uh, a bunch of tracks already finished on my computer and i have uh two collabs at the moment hell yeah uh, going on and one of them is with uh, someone from Kevin's so uh, Ooh. Yeah. do you want to say who it is uh, it's Vice hell yeah dude dude <laughs> but, I can't uh, wait to see that because I think you guys are gonna your styles are gonna mesh really well yeah I think on Kevin's he like uh, I had the um, first drop and he was like okay I put the uh, 
yeah hype on the drop or something he like I, I i made the sounds and he was like okay we make it punchy <laughs> so <laughs> i think like the style of uh vice and uh Shizo really work together so yeah yeah um i so there's also something that else that's been happening in the mega collab chat that we've got on insta um I, th- I think it was N-Type 5 had the idea of releasing a compilation album. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm not like fully... I got a lot of things on my uh, that I'm doing at the moment, so I'm trying like not to take the lead with the album. But uh, I was just wondering, do you plan on releasing something on the album? Mm, I think, yeah, because uh, as I said, I have like a bunch of uh, ideas, so... Um I think one of them could uh, fit into the compilation. Hell yeah, dude. Maybe uh maybe even the Vice collab. But um yeah, man, it's up to you like whatever you want to yeah. release on the compilation. Um I'm, I wish I could like play a clip, but uh yeah, there's this this guy who got invited to the chat um and he was like posting some whips and one of them sounded like just like the old school knife party. And uh, yeah, it was great. <laughs> so keep an eye out guys for this compilation album we've got coming up with, uh, you know, most of the guys who worked on Caverns and then a couple of new guys. Uh, it's probably going to be like eight songs or something. It's looking like at the moment. Uh, yeah. I'd like to Maybe get it to 10 though. <laughs> So if anyone listening is interested in a compilation album, hit me up and uh, I'll add you to the Insta chat to get all the shit coordinated. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, think we might just wrap it up around about here unless there's uh, anything else you wanted to talk about or shout out before we finish. Uh, no, I think I'm. Uh, uh, it's, it's fine. are you sure yeah it's it's okay (laughs) (laughs) all right um yeah thanks for joining me dude it's been a pleasure chatting to you and i feel like it's been a long time coming so thanks for coming on it was fun thank you (laughs) (laughs) hell yeah so episode 28 of the wavetable featuring shizo i'm your host astro rain wrapping it up don't forget to check out Shizo. His SoundCloud link and all that stuff will be in the description below if you want some hard-hitting dubstep in your face. <laughs> Peace, guys. Bye. <laughs>